नमस्ते पार्थ जी नमस्ते दीपक जी थैंक्स अ लॉट फॉर ब्लेसिंग अस विथ एन अपॉर्चुनिटी टू स्पीक टू यू एंड वी हैव लर्नड अ लॉट ऑफ महाभारत फ्रॉम बोथ ऑफ यू फ्रॉम वॉट एवर यू हैव रिटर्न इन सो मच गुड एंड टुडे वी वुड लाइक टू अंडरस्टैंड मोर अबाउट द थिंग्स विच पीपल डोंट नो एंड दिस इज एन अपॉर्चुनिटी फॉर अस टू टेक मोर ऑफ महाभारत टू द वर्ल्ड राइट नाउ थैंक यू फॉर कमिंग so on that note i would like to ask to tell us there are thousands of stories in mahabharata which have a lot of value to the current world too so if you can tell us one small story and what is that related to the current world that will be a great opportunity bharti ji we can start with you yeah thank you first of all for having us here and uh, yeah this is one of my favorite stories also a very short one it is set in a, at a time when the pandavas have not yet Uh, become the the warriors that they are sit right after the lakshagraha when they are wandering in the forests and uh, they are homeless people they are wandering in the forest arjuna has not yet got his gandiva yet is not yet the uh, great warrior that is going to be although he has several a list of achievements to his name and they are wandering towards uh, they going on the banks of the ganga and it is night time they come across this uh, Gandharva is frolicking in the Ganga at one time, and uh, he is uh, quite an arrogant guy. And he comes out and says, "How dare you people, mere mortals, come out to the banks of the Ganga? This and this forest, the tranquil forest. This forest and uh, the Ganga belong to me at this point of time. How dare you come out here and you know, coolly walk through my domain? You're mere mortals, so I'm going to. This is not done." And he starts attacking them. Okay. And Arjun is leading the way. He's got a fire torch in his hand and a shield. He doesn't have the Gandiva yet. He yes. doesn't even have the bow. His bow with him at that point. So he sees that this celestial is attacking them, and he says, "Okay, you're a celestial, so I'm going to use celestial weapons against you." And he lets loose the Agni Astra against him, mm-hmm. and that burns down this guy's ratha. This guy is uh, is known for having a magnificent ratha. That's why he's called Chitra Ratha as well. Okay. So the ratha burns down to ashes, and this guy is knocked out. And when he's knocked out, Arjun takes and drags him to Yudhishthira, and his wife, his her name is Kumbina. She she comes along and she says, "No, no, please, please spare this guy. We don't know what he was doing. Don't uh, kill him." And uh, they let him go immediately. <coughs> this guy comes to his senses, and he says, "Okay, like seriously humbled by now." And he says, "Okay, now my I didn't expect this would happen from a mere mortal. I definitely did not expect that. And uh, my pride has been humbled. And in exchange, I want to do something. I want to give you this uh, illusion, art of illusion that only the Gandharvas know, called the Chakshushi, by uh, using which you can see whatever you want to see anywhere in the world. So that is uh, one uh, skill that I want to give to you." and also i want to give you give all of you brothers gandharva horses that don't tire that don't you know that very fast and, and arjun tells him if you're just giving this chakshushi to me in exchange for me having spared your life i don't want yes your wife asked for something and they gave it it does not uh, you should not be giving me something you extra a payment for it i don't need that. And then he says no no i definitely want to give you something so I will take the Agni Astra from you. I will learn the Agni Astra from you. In exchange, I will give you the horses. And they take the horses. Arjun teaches him the Agni Astra. And from that day on, he says, "I will be known as Dagdharatha now because my Ratha has been burnt to ashes." Burnt. Yeah. 
So the the learning from that there are two important learnings. One is that they started out as enemies, ended up as friends. So they were friends, uh, lifelong friends. But the enmity did not extend beyond that point where Arjun forgives him. Mm-hmm. You forgive an enemy, and that's the end of the enmity. You don't hold grudges for the uh, rest of your life. Right. And it uh, and not to take something, you know, just for free. Ah. You can't get something that is disproportionate to what you have given or what you can give. Right. You uh, decided to let go the man because his wife begged sanctuary. That's it. You didn't do it in expectation that you're going to get something in return. So why do you want just because somebody offers something? Ah, okay, okay, give me no problem. I'll get. I'm getting something free. Chalo, put it inside. It's not like that. The other message that you get is that uh, the Gandharva tells these people the Ganga belongs to me, the forest belongs to me. At this point of time, you can't come in. And Arjun makes this very uh, sensible point, saying that this is nature. Nature does not belong to you or me or that person or this person. It belongs to everybody. and it is our responsibility to everybody's responsibility to take care of nature it is everybody's right to make use of it so i can't say that no no this mountain is not in my it is not on my land so i will not i will break it down and i will make a mess out of it i can't say that that tree is not in my backyard so i will make a mess out of it and i will throw acid on it that is in the neighbor's backyard only so i don't care it's not like that nature belongs to all of us so we have the right to use it everybody has the right to use it everybody equally has the responsibility to nurture it so these are two messages that probably apply very well to you know youngsters as well as the current day that, that's great learning in the story in fact i have heard it also so i think there are many such stories in mahabharata which are totally relevant to right now thank you very much for that story deepak ji one more enlightening story i'm sure i'll get it from you so so i want to talk about dhanadhar okay so that that's an issue which people think about like we give for charity what do we give how much do we give so you might have heard of a saying which says give until it hurts so basically you have to give away everything uh-huh. even if you suffer that's uh-huh. that's one way of looking right. at it the other thing uh, there are some uh, beliefs which say that you have to give a percentage of how much you have earned correct so what is the best thing to give how much should you give right so is there any norm in our sanatana culture so we look at a story from the mahabharata it is the story of the golden mongoose okay now this happens during the ashwamedha yagna so yudhishthira conducts an ashwamedha yagna after the war kurukshetra once okay. the war is over so yudhishthira is actually known for his dana dharma so actually he should be called danavira because ah. he gives away so much for charity that he literally almost empties his treasury so there is a lot of charity done everyone are happy and then suddenly they observe that a mongoose comes out okay and they are surprised to see it is made of gold but okay. not the entire body only mm-hmm. half the body so what it does it comes to the place where all the offerings were kept and it starts rolling so it tries to coat its non gold half of the body with the dust and then it looks at its body it remains as it is it does not turn to gold so the mongoose turns to this and says your sacrifice is not as great as the one made by a brahmana who gave me who just made a sacrifice using barley oh so everybody was surprised what is this what is this comparison so then the mongoose tells a story it is related to a family in kurukshetra mm-hmm. so there was a terrible drought mm-hmm. and there, there were no crops so they, they were starving for very long time that become very thin and almost on the verge of collapse 
So that's when the Brahmana, the head of the household, he goes for getting arms and he gets some madhi. So he comes home, they make a preparation, they do their rituals and they are ready to eat. Just then a guest arrives. So it is their dharma to feed the guest. So the Brahmana says, I will give my portion to the guest. So he has it, but he is not satisfied. Then the wife says, I am your sahadharmi, so I will share in whatever you do. So I will give away my portion. He is still not satisfied. Then the son says, I will give my portion because you are my father. Right? So it matters. Again he is not satisfied. Then the daughter-in-law also gives away her portion. She says that you are my father since I am your daughter-in-law and I have to do what is good for you. So all of them give away their portions of food. Now they are starving. There is absolutely nothing. They are on the verge of death. But yet they give away their food. Yeah. Then the Brahmana who consumes the food, he says that you were almost about to die. But yet you gave me what you had. A person who has 100 cows, he gives away 10 cows. Then there is a person who has 10 cows, he gives away 1 cow. There is a person who has nothing. He just offers water to a thirsty person. All these three are equivalent. There is no difference. You may give 100 cows, 1000 cows or just a glass of water. What is important is the act of giving. And you have demonstrated that. So you are going to go to heaven. And the person who was doing the test was none other than Dharma. Ah, the God of Justice. God of so justice. Vimana comes and they go to heaven. Okay. Now the mongoose says, I was there at that time and there was a little bit of that barley meal left on the floor. I rolled on it while I, while, while I was eating it. And the part of my body which came into contact with that, it turned into gold. But one half remained normal. So what I'm doing, I go to every sacrifice and keep testing to see if it is equivalent. So your sacrifice, uh, Yudhishthira, is not that great. (laughs) And the mongoose vanishes. So then later on, in the Mahabharata, as we know, Vaishampayana and Janmajaya are having a conversation. So the truth is revealed about the mongoose. The mongoose is actually Krodha. Now Krodha is an emotion. But it is considered as a celestial being. Okay. So Krodha once what uh, he did, he went into milk which Jamadagni had kept. So milk became corrupted and it's not fit for use. But some Jamadagni is known for his temper. So he you know, ordered Parshurama to cut off his own mother's own But he did not get angry. So Krodha was stunned. So then he goes to his ancestors, they say you committed a sin. So you will be born as a mongoose. So how do I get redemption from this curse? So you have to insult Dharma. Okay. So Dharma is Yudhishthira, uh-huh. the son of Dharma. So you have. So he insults his sacrifice, and his curse gets redeemed. At the same time, he narrates this very important story. So the message is: Do Dhana Dharma without worrying about how much should I give, what should I give. Uh-huh. When someone is in need and you can help, do it. That's all is the message. Beautiful. I think that's relevant to today's. That's very, very, very beautiful because a lot of people actually do charity as a few things like, okay, I give one person, I'm very happy. Yes. It's not about one person as you exactly said or hundred percent. It's about for the right time and space like what is told in Bhagavad Gita. Yes. Charity of Sattva is to give for the right people at the right, right. time and right space. Yes. That is the right charity. So very wonderful you said. Thank you very much. We have wonderful characters in Mahabharata. So, what is the character which is very much inspiring to you? And you can tell us more about why also. It will be helpful in understanding the character. So, we'll start with Deepak So, the character I choose is Arjuna. According to me, the real hero of the Mahabharata is Arjuna. Of course, we leave aside Sri Krishna because he is the Lord himself. So, we cannot consider him as a player as such. 
So Arjuna, according to me, is the hero for various reasons. So I, I want to uh, look at a few aspects that explain why he's such an inspiring character. Now let's start with uh, Arjuna's life as a student. Now we know there's a famous story that uh, Drona puts up a bird on a tree and he calls all of them and he says, shoot its eye. And then when they get ready with, to shoot, he asks them, what do you see? So one says, I see the bird, another says, I see the tree, I see the sky. He does not allow them even to release that. Then he calls Arjuna, he says, what do you see? He says, I see the eye of the bird. Do you see the bird? Do you see its wings? Do you see the tree? He says, no, no, no. What do you see? I only see that. He says, shoot. So he releases the arrow and the bird is out. So that shows his focus, dedication and vision. He was very clear about what he wanted throughout life. And then there is a, a very powerful skill known as Shabdavedi. That is, you shoot at a target without uh, seeing it. Uh, many people would have heard of this story with uh, relation to Prithviraj Chauhan. So there's a popular folk tale that he show, shot and killed uh, uh, the Mughal king uh, through this. Of course, it's, it's a fictional story, but it's famous. So Arjuna was the one who learnt it on his own. No one taught him. And uh, Drona was just blown away by that that this young boy is so much capable and I should make him the greatest archer in the world. So that's when he decides that he's going to give extra attention to Arjuna because he has the capability. And then there is a test Drona does. He pretends that he has been caught by a crocodile. Now all the boys are in panic, but Arjuna straight away, straight away jumps in and goes to save him. Okay. So he says, you are the only one who took the initiative and was not scared. So you deserve the highest Brahmastra. So that's when, you know, Karna gets upset and he fights and leaves the ashram. That's of course a different thing. <laughs> then another aspect of Arjuna is that he is known as Bhibatsu. Means he does not cheat or uh, use unfair means during a war. Oh. So that is his specialty. So there are some illustrations about that. So what happens during the Mahabharata war, there is a famous warrior called Bhagadatta. Mm -hmm. So in fact, in a book called Unsung Valor, which both of us have been a part of, I have written that story. So Bhagadatta was the king of Pragyotisha, uh, and he was the son of Narakasura. So there is a very uh, powerful fight which goes on. And what happens, uh, the elephant of Bhagadatta tries to attack uh, their chariot. And Krishna deftly moves away the chariot to the side. So from the side, Arjuna is getting a blue of Bhagavata. Mm -hmm. He can kill him immediately. He says, I will not do that. He tells Krishna, please take me to the front. I want to fa fight face to face. Okay. And we know that Abhimanyu is killed because his bow is cut by Karna from the back. But Arjuna does not do that. And on day 14 of the war, when he wants to take revenge for his son's death, even there he does not fight unfairly. He fights fairly throughout the day. And then what happens? The war goes on even during the night. Drona is so frustrated that he breaks the code of conduct. The code of conduct says at sunset the war is yeah. over. But he says let's keep fighting. And they even get torches and continue to fight. And as you can know, entire day you fight and even in night everyone is tired. So Arjuna says let them sleep for some time. We'll take a break. <laughs> so he is the one who suggests it. Oh. And then everyone uh, agree to it. So he's known as Gudakesha, which means he can go on fighting without sleep. Wow. So there are so many such qualities in Arjuna and another very important thing is he goes and pleases Lord Shiva and gets all the Divyastras and he gets the most powerful Divyastra, Pashupatastra. But the best part is he never uses it in the world. 
on day 1 the moment the war started had he used the pashupatastra the war would be over in 2 seconds wow but the kind of devastation it would have caused you know, the side effects it's like a nuclear right the radiation and things like that. so he does not use it even on the day abhimanyu is killed on that night he and krishna travel to kailasa mm-hmm. in their dreams they meet lord shiva and he teaches them how to use the pashupatastra but still he does not use it because he knows that if he uses it what will be its effect just because i want to achieve my goal i do not want to destroy the entire world i want to prove myself by using my own skills so that was arjuna's dedication determination so i believe that's why he is a very inspiring character and we can all learn from him beautiful because we always believe that why is only you know drona partial towards arjuna we hear it But when we understand the capability of using that astra for the right time and space, it's very important. Then only you'll be awarded that thing. It's not like okay, just because we we are not told why Drona likes Arjuna. I think these are the stories which help us to understand the, why he was seen as a great warrior. Why Krishna, yes. amongst all the Pandavas, right. why was he with Arjuna? I think it went as very well. Thank you. And Bharti ji, why Arjuna? I know we heard a great thing about it. Yeah. So yeah. In fact, taking off from what uh, Deepak was saying about the Pashupata and he ne- how he never used it, and you were you were talking about Drona giving it. Drona gives that higher Brahmastra to Ashwatthama with great regret. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give it to anybody else. The Brahm, it's called the Brahmashira. He doesn't give it to anybody else. Nobody else demands it either except Karna, who is Drona Sishya by the way. But he gives it to Ashwatthama, and Ashwatthama misuses it at the last okay. by letting it loose on Uttara's uh, unborn child. and at that point of time um, arjuna has to let loose his brahmashira to stop the devastation that ashwatthama can cause with the brahmashira right so he lets loose his brahmashira to stop the devastation there and then on the uh, request of vyasa and everybody he pulls back the brahmashira but ashwatthama is unable to so this is why drona gives the brahmashira to arjuna because he has the capability he has earned the right to use it he knows that he has the balance to not use it when necessary and to be able to pull it back before it affects the whole of the universe which ashwatthama clearly doesn't have is unable to do that so moving on to why i find him inspiring one thing is he is a nitya vidyarthi like deepak was saying he goes to shiva to learn the pashupata then he goes to heaven to learn the divine but this all happens much later right before the agyatas when they are in exile so he is not a trainee anymore <laughs> it is not in gurukul he is yeah. already an established warrior with several uh, successes under his belt yeah. even at that point of time he is willing to be a student all over again and it's not just a student for warrior training he goes and learns dance and music and all that arts from chitrasena as well he has no feeling no no i am a warrior i will only learn archery or i will only learn something that makes me a warrior it's not like that the basic idea is that there is no limit to learning there is neither an age limit nor a field limit you can learn literally anything research shows us today that as long as you keep learning new skills you can even keep uh, cognitive deficiencies or dementia you can keep away yeah. by you know learning a new language when you are older or learning music or learning a new skill probably arjuna knew at that time he didn't want to get dementia <laughs> so he went and learned music and dance a hard and hardcore warrior learning music and dance 
at an age where he is no longer a trainee correct he was he opened he embraced learning all his life he was willing to learn comes back to kurukshetra he surrenders to krishna saying i am your shishya he right. was always willing to be a shishya ah. so that was that was why he was always humble because he was always willing to think that other people know better than me let me go and learn from you <laughs> he was always willing to be the student right. so he never you know uh, went beyond that and started thinking i will and he was a guru as well he had taught and trained so many exemplary warriors all the upapandavas the upadis children their first guru is arjuna abhimanyu's first guru is arjuna right. so he is the one who teaches in the chakravyu still he learns ha he still he learns he is always learning and he always credits his gurus even the kurukshetra war he says i have learned from drona bhishma krishna the devas he, he always gives that credit you know where it's due and that's why the other reason why i find inspiring is because he is a yogi he goes to heaven stays there five years enjoys luxuries sits on indra's throne by his side and still the guy says no i'm not going to stay back in heaven i have a job to do on earth he comes back he says tata to heaven comes back to the earth to fulfill a horrible task He is not enamored by right. heaven. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, tells Urvashi, "No, no, I don't want you as my girlfriend. I think of you as my mother. Please <laughs> forgive me." Gets cursed also in the process. Yeah. And he still does not, you know, he is overcome that kind of physical uh, attraction or material attraction. He is overcome by the time. That's why in Kurukshetra, it is only Arjuna who can ask that question that leads to the Gita. Ah. You need to be an Arjuna. to make krishna give you the right answers you need to ask the right questions beautiful otherwise krishna was there all along why didn't bhishma ever ask him bhishma knows who he is ah. why didn't bhishma ever ask him why didn't yudhishthira ever ask him in fact at the beginning of the kurukshetra war arjuna says uh, he knows what is going to happen after the war that is why he laments he says look why why should i go and fight now just for a material gain mm-hmm. why should i get a blood drenched to throne it is just material wealth why should i do that he is thinking like a yogi already uh-huh. at the same time when yudhishthira is uh, asking uh, drona bhishma shalya and krupa how do i kill you and succeed in the war yudhishthira is thinking like a king he is right at that point of time he is right but post war yudhishthira has the exact same lament that arjuna has in arjuna vishadayuga ah the first chapter yeah. yeah so arjuna says why should i kill these people just for material gain let me become a sanyasi instead <laughs> or let me drop my weapons gandivam samsate hasta he is very happy also about it <laughs> let me uh, leave the gandiva side it is anyway slipping from my hands let them kill me nihatta i don't mind i don't want to kill just for a material gain that is why he needs a discourse on dharma not on okay you fight you will become very successful that's <laughs> why it's yeah. a discourse on dharma Perfect. and why it is karma yoga and you don't think about the outcome whereas yudhishthira says this exact thing after the war yeah, and he says i will go out to the forest you people rule i cannot you rule this blood drenched and it is arjuna who tells him at that time among other people everybody tells him arjuna tells him no we fought this war we have created we have destroyed a whole generation of people it is our duty to stay here and rebuild 